just when you thought it was safe to go onto iTunes. This is Next Level Guy. The only website that makes self-development as fun as going to the movies. It's time to take the red pill and escape the Matrix. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Next Level Guy Show podcast with your host, Ian Dawson Mackay. Next Level Guy is a men's interview, interest and improvement website where I interview the greats from all industries to help others better their lives. Listen to the experts in their respective fields being quizzed and learn something new. Today's guest is Jesse Pavelka. He's an internationally recognised as a fitness and wellbeing expert and specialist in extreme weight loss. He's already graced British and American television sets with his life-changing work on Sky's Obese, A Year to Save My Life, Lifestyle Diet Tribe, and Motivate the Masses on Oprah's own Wake Up Workout, The View, and most recently The Doctors, amongst others. For the past 10 years, Jesse has been dedicated to helping others to develop practical solutions to lose weight, live well, and thrive through exercise and nutrition. Jesse learned much of what he knows about the fitness industry during his time as a professional bodybuilder and fitness model. He's adorned countless magazine covers and features and was even named as Insider's Hottest Trainer. Although Jesse has starred in a number of popular television shows, his passion and enthusiasm for fitness and weight loss stems from a keen childhood athleticism and has put him on the international radar. His friendly but firm attitude towards participants is both motivational and makes for compulsive viewing. Jesse has recently launched his own health brand, Pavelka Health Revolution, in the UK. He divides his time between the US and the UK and he's certainly a rising star and he's internationally recognised um, within the fitness, well-being and extreme weight loss industries. But before we get to the interview, a quick word about the affiliates. As you know, I've got some great deals, special offers and listener discounts with some amazing companies. Now, this allows me to obtain all the special deals. So if you go to www.nextlevelguy.com forward slash affiliates, that's www.nextlevelguy.com forward slash affiliates, you'll see all the special deals there. For example, if you're wanting to get fit internally and externally, then you should check out the awesome fitness gear and supplements that Onnit makes. They do things from steel maces to their internationally recognized cognitive enhancer, Alpha Brain. They also do a great line in kettlebells in the guise of animals and superheroes and so much more. Now, if you use the code word NEXTLEVELGUY, that's N-E-X-T-L-E-V-E-L-G-U-Y, all one word, in the discount code section there, you'll get 10% off any eligible items in your basket of great supplements and fitness gear. They also offer a number of free trials of supplements that you should take advantage of to see um, and test what works for you before you commit to a full bag. For others, I'm particularly loving The Natural. It's a pickup video guidance course by RSD Max. His aim is to help you become a natural woman. I'm rereading Ross Edgley's awesome new book, The World's Fittest Book, which provides some awesome training advice on health, nutrition, and building a successful life. It showcases the philosophy and the tactics he used, which helped him swim around the UK without going on dry land once. Um, if you like Amazon like me, Feel free to use and abuse my Amazon links to get some great discounts and bargains. Uh, something I'm particularly loving is a Kindle I bought. I know I go on about this, but I'm a t- major Harry Potter fan, and I love the ebooks that I can read in my own comfort or on the bus. 
or a break from work. It's truly a great gadget and I think you should get it for yourself or if you're buying it for somebody else. There's so many other great deals in there. Um, there's offers from My Protein, Under Armour, The Protein Works, Bulletproof Coffee, MeUndies, Gains Box, Dollar Shave Club and so, so many more. I'm always adding more to it. So to keep an eye on the free trials and special deals, etc., simply check out www.nextlevelguy.com forward slash affiliates. That's www.nextlevelguy.com forward slash affiliates. Now let's get to the interview with Jesse. He's a warm and humble guy. He's motivational as hell and he will truly help you change your life if you implement some of the tactics he mentions. I hope you have as much fun listening to this one as I did doing the interview. Enjoy. Well, thank you very much for taking the time to do this, Jesse. I, I really appreciate it. I know you're a busy guy, but for those who don't know who you are, can you just give a quick little brief intro, you know, maybe a 30 seconds if if you met somebody in a lift and had to explain who you were? Yeah, yeah. So um, my name is Jesse Pavelka. And um, I mean, I'm a lot of things, I guess. But in relation to what I do for a living, um, I, I help people, I guess, get from point A to point B. And that can be, that's not, that's not, uh, you know, I'm not an Uber driver or anything. It's more, it's more kind of in, in life, right? So I help people find success in relation to their health. Um, and that can be physical health, mental and emotional health. Um, it can be, it can be in relation to their social life or even their spiritual life. And I try to uh, try to help guide them on that journey. Well, you do a fantastic job of it. You seem to be able to actually delve into why the person's having the issues, you know, why they're putting on the weight, why they're maybe have really unhealthy habits. But, you know, what actually got you into fitness was that did you have to a family member that was in this kind of problem or, you know, was there something that kind of motivated you as a kid to go into fitness? Yeah, you know, I was um, I was a very active kid. Um, so for me, you know, if I was angry or if I was dealing with some kind of emotion, it was really easy for me to run out the front door and get moving. And I think naturally for me, that was my that was my way of dealing with life at a young age. So naturally for for that, you know, for a kid that was interested in moving and being outside and running, I gravitated towards sports. Um, and and for me, that's really where I found connection. I found team. I found brotherhood. So I, I really fell in love with sports, and that you know, I loved. I played American football. I, I ran track. I uh, I played basketball. I played baseball um, because I got to do the thing that allowed me to feel good, which was move, live through my body, and I also got to find connection. I got to find family uh, through sports. Um, now from there, um, I kind of went on my own journey. Um, because of sports, you get really interested in how you can become bigger, stronger, and faster. You want to be really good at your sport. So you challenge yourself, you try new ways of eating, new ways of exercising. Um, you know, when it comes to mental strength, you, you find new thresholds. Uh, the, the pain threshold exists physically, but it also exists mentally. And so uh, through sport, I got really curious of how I could, uh, how I could find new thresholds and, and push myself and, and discover, uh, discover real strength and, and power. What I've always been puzzled by was that you get a lot of these trainers who just, you know, focus on the reps and the schemes and the periodization and all this kind of stuff. But you seem to be able to actually really connect with the the person that you're training or the group that you're with. And you really seem to be able to delve deep and get them to open up and face their demons and things like that. Where does that come from? You know, I mean, how did you learn that? Is that just something naturally that comes to you? 
I think I think you know it, it, my my continuation of, of of how I understood what health was. It started out you know very much in the sports arena. It was very much about the the kind of logical side of what it meant to be healthy. It was reps. It was it was very physical. Um, but I think through you know the, the people that I've worked with through just this kind of this desire to to have real impact in someone's life uh, due to my own experiences and due to experiences that I had witnessed with other people, because I wanted to have real impact, I wanted to go deeper and I wanted to look on the other side of the logic, right? So why do people get up? Why do they need to get up and exercise? Why do they need to eat healthy? Um, And when you look at that side of it, you really invite this other part of what it means to be healthy. When you look at mindset, when you look at like your thought life, um, mental health, mental well-being, um, emotional health, emotional well-being. When you look at the people in your life, the connections that you have, all of that contributes to health. And for me, that's really exciting um, because if I look at back when I first started, I wasn't looking at the whole picture. I wasn't looking at the whole person. I was just looking at at, at, at the logic. I was just looking at the quantifiable evidence and not really the things that added meaning to action. Um, I think when you look at when you look at uh, mental and emotional health, when you look at when you look at uh, bringing people together, creating community, you you invite this whole other side of what it means to be healthy, and you have other opportunities to engage in your health. So, for me, I try to get to know the individual because while I can get anybody to show up and lose weight, I can get anybody to to get on a scale and show success in, in one week, in two weeks, in six weeks, in a year. It's how do I keep them going and how do I really get them to connect to why they need to show up every day and find that reason and connect to it every single day that they get into action. No, I love that because you actually seem to go to the core of the issue. You know, you really deal with the demons that they're facing and a lot of times it's like an issue that they can maybe fix for a short-term goal, you know, when they get a wee bit of confidence, but then they slip back into old ways of thinking, negative patterns, and before they know it, they're, you know, they're back eating and they're not exercising. It's something I struggled with for ages. I had to take up uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu before I could really get that love of, you know, sport again and uh, making friendships. So do you deal with the issues that they're facing initially or do you look at them just getting them moving, getting their confidence up and then let one feed into the other? You know, How would you deal with a new client, for example, or somebody listening who's maybe struggling with losing weight? Yeah, I think everybody's different, right? right? And you have to find that entry point. What's the entry point to you taking action? Um, and, and I feel like the approach of act your way into right thinking is probably the most successful. So when we're talking about acting ourselves into right thinking, your mind might say, I can't, I don't want to, um, it's just not possible. But when you get into the action of going for a walk, when you get into the action of eating an apple over a, you know something uh, refined and sugary, um, all of a sudden you start to change your thinking, right? So, so while it's different per person, I'm a big fan of take the body and the mind will follow. So when we look at exercise and nutrition, it's probably one of the best entry points into getting to a place where you can actually stand on your feet. Once you're on your feet, then you start addressing the issues. So I do, I do think that you know, doing diets, doing exercise programs, they have their, their purpose, but there's a continuation that needs to happen. Most exercise programs and diets are short-lived. There's an expiration date or the, you know, the, the excitement goes away. It's because that the journey didn't continue. You made it all about 
the physical. You made it all about, you know, the, the, the counting of calories, the scales. Um, and and the, the funny thing is, is you were doing everything right. But what you didn't do is you didn't invite the other parts of what it means to be healthy. So the action, getting up, getting moving, eating healthy food is probably one of the best ways to get on your feet and then address the issues that are going on internally. So how would how would you go about finding those? You know, do you, is it a case of that you would would you recommend somebody goes and speaks to like a counselor and you know in the side we're working out or you know do they just slowly start trying to improve things? Work with a personal trainer, you know. Say if somebody's listening just now, what action steps would you want to see them taking? Because when I'm starting a new year kind of new you kind of version of posts and I was very keen to get you on because you deal with actually fixing the problem. You don't just hide behind, you know, maybe somebody building another bad habit or somebody going to the gym or, you know, whatever it is, like you're actually fixing what's causing it. So what would you want somebody who's listening to start doing? Is it just get up and go? Is it to, to journal? Should they, you know, what kind of things do you get your clients to do? There's a variety of things and it's, and it is different per person, right? Some people, some people really get, they get their juice from physical movement, right? So it really jazzes them up and they, they get excited. Others, uh, they like a more gentle approach and it works for them. So it might be putting pen to paper, putting down your thoughts. Uh, it might be just exercising some mindfulness throughout your day. That is an action, right? There, it's not just a thought when you're exercising mindfulness, you're, you're getting in the act of presence. Um, and so, so action doesn't necessarily mean, uh, you know, big impact, big physical movement, sweating, exhaustion. It can be something really gentle. I think you just have to identify or really get to know what works for you. Be really honest with yourself. You know, you brought up the, the, um, the topic of the new year. And I think this time of year, um, while it's exhausting to talk about, um, um, you know, resolutions and, you know, how, how everybody, you know, this time of year, it's like that one time a year that I'm going to make some changes. And it is it is a bit exhausting. And statistically, very few of us actually uh, actually stay true to our, our goals or our quote unquote resolutions. Uh, but in the process of right in the, in the spirit of this time of year and the new year being here, I think it's a great opportunity for you to do this, to push the pause button. So that might be your first action. Push the pause button and don't do anything. And in that moment, look back, right? Look back and reflect on everywhere that you've been in the last year, the last five years, the last 10 years. Think about everything that you've done. Celebrate your successes in that moment. Uh, think about your challenges. What, what was challenging to you? How did you handle that challenge? What could you have done differently? And reflect. And that's all you're doing. You're reflecting. It's not good. It's not bad. You're just noticing what's happened in the past. From there, you transition to the, to the moment. What's happening right now? Who am I right now? right? Where am I right now? Who are the people in my life? What are the people, places, and things that I engage with on a day-to-day -day basis now that are a part of my reality right now? And once you establish that, once you've had that really honest conversation with yourself, you, you, you've just really tapped into reality, there's this really great moment to look into the future and get excited. Not, not, not be fearful, but get really excited about the future. Now, here's the thing. Whenever we're setting a goal for ourselves, there are two things that are really key. Reality and expectations. Okay? So if in that moment when you were, you were 
thinking about where you're at, who you are in the moment. If you look into the future, you need to keep that in consideration and let your realities and your expectation walk hand in hand. If we're setting goals for ourselves that are, are not really connected to our reality, then we have this divide happening between reality and expectations. In, in between those two, reality and expectations, you create pain and suffering. You create um, these ideas that, that aren't really connected to your truth. So I think it's really important for anybody, whether it's in the new year or any time of year, if you're trying to make some changes, you've got you've to think about where you've been, think about where you are, and get really excited about where you're going with reality and expectations in mind. So how would you, using that kind of philosophy, how would you know that you're being real with yourself, you know, that you're actually ready to change and it's not just maybe the ego talking or, you know, you're not using jealousy or something like that. How do you know that this is your time to change and you're actually ready? Do you have to be completely like really open and vulnerable? Do you have to, to really face your demons or can you slowly work your way into this or? Yeah, so so that's going to be different for everybody, and and some of us don't have a very we aren't very connected to our reality because it might be painful. It could be could be anything. so. Everybody's different. The best gauge that you can have is by talking to another person, right? Allow another person into your experience. Um, there's something really magical that happens when we reveal something about ourselves when we when we try to when we try to tell someone that hey we have this goal that we're trying to set for ourselves, but we want to make sure that it's realistic. When we share that with someone else, it becomes very real to us. But the feedback that we get from that person is gold dust, right? It's like that person, if you trust them, if you know them very well, and you feel as though they know you better than you probably know you, the feedback that you get from them that can be very helpful. Mm -hmm. Now, it's not the easiest thing to do. And that's just one way to really, um, to really connect to your reality. The other way to do it is really write things down, put pen to paper. Um, that's why we that's why we spend time reflecting. If we can think about where we've been, what we've done well, what our challenges were, uh, what we could have done differently, then we can identify um, our strengths, right? We can look at the things that we're good at, the things that interest us, and then we can find out the the areas that we might need to develop or grow, or the or even the areas that we might need to stay away from. Um, and and in that in that moment of reflection, you also get to identify what your reality is. It's not easy. I think, sorry, I think that's the hardest thing into it is getting people to actually be open and honest with themselves, not the story they tell themselves, but actually who they truly are. And that's really difficult for people to admit that they're not the person they think they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's, I think we all want to feel really good about ourselves and, and, and to, the truth sometimes can, can hurt a little bit, but it, you know, that whole, the, <laughs> it sounds a bit cheesy, but it's the whole kind of the truth sets you free, right? Once you kind of, once you align with your truth and your reality, who you are, where you are, um, then you can actually move forward. But if, if the expectation uh, of who you are, the story that you've created. This is who I am. This is my ego. And it's created this really extravagant story about who I am or this really sad story about who I am. Then forward movement is is, is pretty challenging, if not impossible. Um, so so it, it is really important to um, to get to know yourself. And and one of the best ways to do that, uh, Ian, is, is, is simple things like creating awareness throughout your day, really noticing how you tick. Um, your reaction to different people, places, and things throughout the day, uh, through through that awareness, you really get to know yourself. 
Uh, so I encourage anybody I'm working with, you know, it's not like one day out of the year you show up and you set goals. It's like there's some work that needs to be done before that uh, by way of awareness. Um, so. Oh, I mean, it's certainly very true. I mean, I, when I even think back to the gym, I used to always be self-aware of people watching me and I was always worried about it. But I then started looking at why I was feeling like that. And then I found through jujitsu, for example, it really helped me express myself and let the worries out and things like that. But what would you say to people who are sitting, you know, and they're bombarded with magazines and media of, you know, the perfect body, the, this is how you should look. And they think, no, I can't be like that. Or they they go to the gym with an attractive friend who's maybe in a much better shape. You know, how do they sh- learn to shut all this out and actually just focus on themselves, leave the ego at the door and, you know, work on their own personal evolution rather than just trying, you know, the disco muscles or the following the latest fad diet? How do they kind of just work on themselves and re- be consistent? Yeah, I think, well, you've got to ask yourself how much of you enjoys the enjoys the, the kind of pain and suffering of chasing the, you know, someone else's goals and someone else's look and someone else's way of living. Um, I think a lot of us can get caught up in the chase of, of, you know, things, things need to look a certain way. I need to be a certain way. But there's every, every, everybody is, is different. And, um, and we all have a choice, right? So if it's looking at magazines, if it's chasing the next, you know, the next exciting new exercise program, it's it's all there. You have access to all of it, but how much of it is actually contributing to to you feeling good? Um, you know, when when I work with someone, and I try to first and foremost get them connect to connect to how they feel. Um, my my whole philosophy is like. Take your scale, throw it in the dumpster, light it on fire, bash it with a hammer. Like get rid of all of those, all of those things that are distractions from what really matters. And what matters is you and how you feel. Um, and if you can, you know, in in those moments when temptation or when when you know, that part of you that says, you know, is not accepting reality or accepting who you are, in those moments when you want to go to what's or sorry, you want to go to Instagram or go to the TV and try to find a reason to feel bad about yourself. If you can just create some awareness and say, actually, no, I went for a walk this morning and it felt great. I actually decided to eat uh, a nice balanced lunch today. And usually I don't, that felt really good. You know, today I called my mom and I haven't talked to her in two weeks. That felt really good. You know, today when I was feeling stressed, I, I took a beat and I just connected to my breath for a second. You know what? That felt really good. If you can just believe that that, that that the feeling good is the aim, then all these distractions, all this this bright, shiny stuff that gets thrown in front of us becomes meaningless. Um, it's not the easiest thing to do, don't get me wrong, but I think in, in the pursuit of you know being a healthy human being, I think it's to me it's the way forward, connecting with humans. And does this link into your TED Talk? Because you did a, a remarkable TED Talk on, you know, taking inspiration and the unremarkable. Is that the kind of thing that you're referring to? You know, the kind of enjoying the little things, the things, you know, because we live in an age of technology where it's notifications, instant gratification, you can get food delivered to your door, you can order a date online, you know, you can do all this kind of silly stuff. Have we, you know, have we forgotten how to live in the moment and actually appreciate it and 
be you know part of reality in a way yeah i think i think there's this kind of expectation that if things are going to work they have to be big they have to be bright and shiny they've got to be there's got to be explosions and fireworks and all sorts of things if, if it's actually going to have impact but you know we're human beings and things haven't always been that way right like the small stuff is is the most important stuff and it's the hardest thing when i'm working with someone to get them to buy into the small changes right the small behavioral changes that that don't require you you know doing an hour long spin class but instead like just being aware enough to know when to go for a 10 minute walk cuz you're feeling overwhelmed like those small changes are the ones that matter most but they aren't they aren't exciting and so this idea that things have to be exciting for them to work is is false um, it's, it's the things that aren't exciting that matter the most. It's like when you don't want to do it because it's not exciting, but you do it anyway, that's when the real changes are happening. And so in relation to the Ted talk, you know, my aim was to paint the picture that we, we go searching for things that have to be larger than life in order for them to inspire us. Right. Mm -hmm. But if we stay connected each and every day, connected to the people in our world, connected to the things that make us feel good. There's moments all around us where we can be inspired to continue on whatever we, journey we're on or to wake up and change, make the changes that we need to make in order to, to feel good and, and feel connected. And does this, how does this affect your philosophy with, um, you know, how, how somebody deals with food, you know? Is that something that you tackle? Because you have the four pillars where you look at, you know, like fitness, spiritual side, et cetera. But how, how do you look and deal with like comfort eating and things like that? Does fixing the emotional pain and demons, does that actually fix that problem? Or do you have to, re you know, teach them how to eat and enjoy it? And, you know, like... Yeah. Every everybody is different, Ian. And so I can't I can't tell anybody what is going to work for them. I can tell them what I've experienced mm -hmm. and what I think will work. And the way I work with people is I have them focus on four areas: eat, sweat, think, and connect. Now, if I'm dealing with someone that that has an issue with food, I'm not just going to give the attention to the eat element. I'm going to tell them you need to live all four elements, and all four will help you with your food issue. Um, and also when I'm looking at the eat element, I'm not telling them to count calories, weigh their food. I don't want to add any more stress or pressure to their already stressful and uh, stress, stressed minds or, or you know, pressured days. Um, for me, it's really about the, the think and the connect element being weaved in and out of the four elements. So if you look at food, right, and we look at the act of eating, there is an opportunity every single time you take a bite of something to say, I deserve to feel good. I want to feel good. Right. So if I'm, if I'm, we'll go back to the apple and the, the refined sugary snack. If I go over here towards the apple, I get one, I'm, I'm saying one thing to myself. If I go over here and I eat this, this refined packaged thing over here, I'm saying another thing. The packaged product says, you know what? I want things to be easy. I want convenience. I want it to be cheap. And I don't really care if I feel good or not. Right. That's the signal that it sends to the brain. That action that you take in that moment is basically you telling yourself that. So the relationship with the self isn't going to be as strong as you might like. When you go over here towards the apple and you take a bite out of it, you're saying to yourself, uh, I deserve to feel good. I um, I am in, in this moment. I am in control. I get to decide what I eat. 
Um, food is fuel. Food is feeling good. Um, and every time you show up and you take a bite of something, you have that opportunity to create a connection or a strong relationship with the self. So if we look at food that way, it becomes a little more interesting, I would say. It's not a ticked box. It's not, a, it's not something you input in an app. It becomes a little easier. It has a little more meaning to it, I would say, as well. Now, that doesn't work for everybody. It doesn't work for everybody. So sometimes you have to put some rules and some boundaries in place that, uh, that allow the individual to connect with it more. And some people have to weigh and measure. It's their, their idea of control. It, makes them, it gives them peace of mind. But I think if we're trying to create a healthy relationship with food, um, then we have to look at, the, at, at how food is a gateway to, the, to a relationship to the self. So how did becoming a father change you and, you know, your sense of like fitness, um, the importance of things, you know, like, how, like, how would you recommend like new fathers or people who are wanting to teach their kids healthier habits and things like that? Has it changed you in any certain way or do these principles always apply regardless of the situation, regardless of how the time you have and that sort of thing? Yeah, yeah. So, well, I would say I would say having a child for me was probably one of the, if not the, probably one of the most profound experiences I've ever had. And it wasn't something that, that just happened right when the kid was born, right? It's a, it's an ongoing evolution of of what it means to be a father, what it means to be a good person, what it means to be a man, and uh, and I haven't always gotten it right. Um, but the accountability that 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 he's brought into my life, right, is is probably the greatest gift. It's it's one of those things. It's like it's like um, I give the analogy of of, of like the, the medicine that you know works, but you just don't want to take it, right? It's like those things in your life that um, that are challenging, but on the other end of them, it's like, oh, I've become a better person because of this, right? It's like parenting is great, right? I love it, but it's challenging. And it's hard sometimes. And it's not just parenting all the time either. It's like personal development. And so there's certain parts of it where I have to be, I have to look at what's on the other side of the challenge of being a parent um, and, and know that, okay, you know, this might, I might not see the benefit in this now, but I know that in five years, 10 years, uh, it's going to be good for me and it's going to be good for him. Or, you know, uh, being able to play it forward. It's, it's, I guess what it's done for me is it's given me an opportunity to look at the bigger picture and what really matters. Um, and, and that, uh, that I don't know that I would have gotten anywhere else. Um, I thought I knew, I thought I knew what those things were, but children. No, I, lo I love that. And, you know, you've got a brilliant bond that you can see on your Instagram and things like that. Now I know we're coming up to our time limit, but we've just scratched the surface. So I'd love to have you on again. Uh, I've been a major fan for ages, but just for this one, for somebody who's listening, who wants to make something of themselves and transform themselves, what do you want them to remember from this? And can you also just quickly wrap up with how people can get in touch with you, how they can follow you, you know, see what your projects are. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I can do both. <laughs> so as far as the, as far as, you know, the, the, the new year being here, you know, the majority of us going on some kind of new, exciting adventure change information. Um, I think I'll go back to what I said earlier. Um, just make sure that your reality and your expectations are in line. 
but outside of that, I think there's this really big piece that we need to accept. Things aren't always going to look the same way. They aren't always going to feel good. Um, in fact, some days are going to be absolutely, well, can I cuss on here, Ian? Yeah, go for it. Shitty. They're just going to be shitty days, Ian. <laughs> and, so, and so on those days, right, that's, if we look at, if we look at, you know, growth, development, creating resilience, strength, whatever it is that you're trying to create in those, on those days, if you can, if you can get through it, if you can stay true to your goals, true to yourself, if you can connect with the people that love you, that support you, if you can get into the actions that add up to you feeling good, then you'll continue and you'll create a lifestyle, not just, not just achieve a goal. You'll create a standard of living for yourself that uh, becomes the new way, the new behavior, right? So, so I feel like anybody out there who's trying to create change and you've set a goal, there is no graduation. There is no finish line. Let your goal be like just getting through it all and not, not deviating back to your, your old habits, or your old behaviors, but really staying true to this thing that you really want and just accepting that, some days are going to be shitty, but it's on those days where you got to dig deep. You've got to you've got to get into the action so that you can change your change your way of thinking. Get into the actions, act your way into right thinking, um, and and that's uh, that's about it. Now, as far as promoting myself, Ian, that's what I'm doing next, right? Yeah, um, I mean, there's, you're everywhere. Uh, you know, I, I think of you from. I can't remember a time I, I didn't know about you. So, for the people who are just finding out about you, you know, how can they get involved and see the remarkable work that you do? Uh, I appreciate it. I, I think so. So you can go to jessiepavelka dot com. That's J E S S I E Pavelka P A V E L K A dot com. You can also go to my other website, which is pavelka.co.uk. They'll both take you to the same place. Uh, you can get some information on my four elements of health, eat, sweat, think, connect. We're also doing some exciting work with organizations uh, across the globe right now, helping, uh, helping make their employees healthy. And it's all based around my four elements of health, eat, sweat, think, and connect. Um, if you're into Facebook, I'm on Facebook. Just put in Jesse Pavelka. There might be some imposters out there, but I'm the one that... Uh, I think you'll be able to tell which one's me. And then Instagram and Twitter are the same, uh, just at Jesse Pavelka. Um, so thank you so much, Ian, for having me. I'm glad we, we got a chance to do this. No, no worries. The pleasure is all mine. The honor has been fantastic to have you on. I've been a massive fan and just the chance to speak to you. And I hope we can do it again sometime soon. Excellent. That sounds good. Talk soon, Jesse. appreciate it. And uh, just keep inspiring and changing lives. Will do. Will do. You too. That's it for another week. Thanks for listening. Absorb it. Practice it. Use it. Until next time, keep trying to hit that next level in your life.